birthday to you. Can we cut this? Can we cut this? Cut it short. Happy birthday, Ethan! Woo! Thank you. Thank you so much. You're old. Actually, he's a baby. I'm a baby. He's a baby. Can you believe I'm 16? <laughs> he barely just turned You're 30. You're old for a toddler. I I am old for a toddler. Yeah. That's what I meant. You're also <laughs> tall for a toddler. But not by much. Not by much. So it's this marginal uh, height difference there. Um, yes. yes, it is birthday. I mean, birthday day. I mean, sometimes we do get away with getting you like kids menus and like and like kids tickets at the movie. Theater. As a as a lover of just, you know, I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. Kids menus. Fuck. <laughs> so you have like chicken nuggets, grilled cheese, spaghetti, like, yo. Mac and cheese. Yeah, it's the best. They have the best menus. They really do. I don't. I don't need all that nonsense. Like vegan versions. Of- Fuck your basil. You think I just give me a big bowl of pasta and cheese. Fucking love basil. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good, good basil dish. But um, are there vegan kids menus? I guess yeah. at, at vegan restaurants. But if you went to a regular restaurant, would there be a vegan kids no. menu? I doubt it. Right. Yeah. You'd have to just like if it's called vegan- French fries. Yes. French fries are yeah. a plate of French fries. And you still have to ask. <laughs> yeah okay um how are you doing how has your birthday been my birthday's been good um i'm tired i think it's just i haven't had enough alcohol or like i have but not fast enough dog bless thanks it sounds right oh we we did training this morning which is a very uh a dog training with our dog no we train we're fucking we're training for a marathon. Yeah. Uh, we're training for, what's that? Uh, Ninja Warrior. What's that? American Ninja Warrior? Sure. I think. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm training for Wipeout. I'm going to play, play Wipeout. There we go. I'm going to Wipeout. Um, I'm training for The Biggest Loser, so. You win. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, no, we went the dog training. <laughs> we did dog training. Puppy uh, training. Uh yeah, puppy training this morning, which I I I was also dreading. I think you were as well. Um, but it was actually one of the most fun sessions we've ever had. We we taught Finn to roll over, and that was just so fun, so exciting. Um, and then you know it's been a good day. Lunch in the park, good, and it was the weather was beautiful. Weather was beautiful, had a good good pizza dinner. Sorry, speaking of of lunch in the park. Um, recently we've gotten a plug from Room from Scream, Room for Scream, excuse me, uh, the Twitch user Room for Scream. Um, so if you're here from them, please, like, I don't know, thank you, please and thank you. <laughs> thank you please. so much for showing up. If you're here, please. <laughs> this is a and good thanks. episode to start with, so, um, Ooh. and thank you. That's intriguing, because I don't know what the topic is, but I, I hope it's relevant. So it's got to be true crime, right? And if you're into true crime, please feel free to check out Twitch user Room for Scream. Clues. They have a very wonderful uh, stream about true crime, and they also play some some spooky games. So super fun yeah. to check out. It's a good time. Uh, what were we talking about? Pizza. Pizza. Had pizza. Some beers. Some birthday pizza. Some birthday beers. Those are those are good things. I like them. But now I just feel like sleepy. You know, I'm just like I'm lazy bones. Yeah. So let's crack into this. You're yeah. gonna be fucking. The more beer I get, and the more we get into the conversation, I'll feel better. I gotta, I gotta, what, what? Uh, loosen gotta, up. I gotta thing, loosen up. I got a thing in the in the in like the shoulder neck area. You gotta just gotta pull it out. Yeah. Did you not hear my just shoulder crack? I didn't. Oh. Yeah. Do thirty jumping jacks. 
I'm not going to do that. Do turdy jumping jacks. Turdy jumping dirt. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, bless me. Thank me. Um, let's, what are we talking about? What are we doing? Uh, are we, you we, almost we, done with your bear? Yeah, we also need to do our actual introduction. We didn't do. Oh, hi. This is the podcast Misfits and Tidbits. We have a show here in which we tell you about all sorts of random things, things about the world, things that we want to know more about, things that we should have learned in school or otherwise that we're interested in, whatever, and we relay them to you. Uh, I do all the research. Ethan listens and says really dumb shit, and you think it's really funny. We hope. Um, but for the for the sake of editing, I'm Ethan. This is Junie. Here's a title card for everybody to see our names if you're watching on YouTube. If not, then go fuck yourself. Um, anyway. Also, this is Sergio's title card that doesn't exist yet. Just oh, adding more editing. Okay. <laughs> it takes so much. I'm typing it on the screen. It's going to be just basic font. It's going to be Myriad Pro Sergio. Perfect. I'm not going to spell your last name wrong, too. I know how to spell it, but I'm going to spell it wrong. You're just going to search your necromancer. I'm going to list out some things like in next, the show on MTV. Yeah. There you go. It's, I'm going to put Sergio photo because that's what you are on my phone after like 10 years of friendship. I've never changed it. Sergio photo. That's your name. Anyway, thank you for putting more work on my plate. Love it. Oh, you're so welcome. Love to see Happy it. birthday, buddy. Thanks. The best fucking gift I could have asked for. Do you want an actual birthday present now? Are you giving me a birthday present? Yes. Do the cameras have to stay on? Yeah. Oh. It's our topic of the week. Oh, okay. That was a different present. Yeah. You want to finish that so we can do a, a very nice fine oh, crack into I'm it? I'm trying. I'm stuffed with pizza. It's really warm, though. Just shoot that shit. Well, whose fault is that? Yours. Not, not putting the beers in the freezer. It's your you fault always for put the beers in the freezer. not finishing your research and coming prepared. That's your fault. Wait, what does that do with anything? It heated your beer up for all the time. Your beer was just sitting there fucking getting nice and toasty, dude. It was like 10 minutes. This beer's been warm before that. No. How dare you? Don't How come at me. You. Don't come at me like that. I did my research. It was just still in Google. <laughs> I, just never, I, never, I never wrote it down. I looked at it. I read it. I just didn't write it down, okay? Let's no, no, please hold while I, while I finish this. Break. What if I came to this fucking session and said, I just didn't write any of my research down. It's all up in here. I just didn't write it down. Well, we wouldn't have an episode. My <laughs> research is not that in-depth, so it takes me literally all of 10 minutes to do all of my research. And it's not thorough, but, you know, it is fun. That song is now stuck in my head. What song? The past, the past, yeah, it's a good song. All right, beer's done. Oh, wait, did you already crack it? <laughs> yeah, I cracked it while you were yelling at me. You ruined the crack. That's your fault. You yelled in my crack. <laughs> wow, grow up. <laughs> I think you mean throw up. <laughs> Barf. Um, let's, what is, ooh, I'm excited that it's my present. What is the, what is the topic? You is, ready? Yes. No, wait, hold on. Yes, I'm ready. Do you have any guesses? Do I have any guesses? No. Really? It's, None? It's true crime. Ish. Ish? Yeah. Ooh, is it kind of paranormal? Is it? Is kind it of. On the fence? Yeah. Is it conspiracy theory-ish? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of everything. 
Yeah. Uh, You'll know as soon as I say what it is, why that makes sense. Um, I got no guesses. Is it the guy in Ancient Aliens with the weird hair? A what? The guy in Ancient Aliens with the weird hair. Is Ancient it, is, Aliens, no. Is it just a deep dive into his life? Because I am curious. Who is he? Like, what are you about? Aliens. Um, no, just... <laughs> there are aliens in this one. There are aliens? Yeah. Ooh, uh, I got no guesses. Tell me. Tell me what it is. Sub- I don't like being titillated. Yeah, you do. I you do. fucking I do. I love, love that. I love being titillated. But just, just give it to me. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. That, that doesn't... <laughs> that makes sense. It involves aliens. Kind of. Um, it's kind of true. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of all those things. Yeah, kind of conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So... We know somewhat about this. I obviously did all the deep nitty gritty research into this. So you're about to learn literally all about it. Not just like the the big story leak about it. So um, at the top of this episode, I have an additional disclaimer on top of my usual one. Usual one being if I missed anything or if I got anything really wrong, please feel free to email us at mntpodcast. Nope. Hello at mntpodcast.com. I'll get that right someday. They can also go to MNT Podcast and go to our contact page. Yeah. We're everywhere. Yeah. Fucking message us on Instagram. We're everywhere. We're watching you at all times. Um, but then my other disclaimer is that this episode does talk a lot about suicide. So if you or someone that you know is struggling with mental health, please don't hesitate to recommend or reach out to the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. So, so, my sources this week were Wikipedia, a Rolling Stones article by Michael Hafford, History.com, the Conversation.com article by Ben Zeller, Heaven's Gate docuseries on HBO Max, and Heaven'sGate.com. Did you watch the whole series? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I started from the beginning because we watched like the first episode or first two. First couple, yeah. yeah. So I watched the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So this one doesn't have a lot of sections. It's because it's all just like one huge story. I didn't really break it up into sections. So we're just going to dive into the what, who, what, when, where, why of all of Heaven's Gate. Perfect. So. Heaven's Gate was an American UFO religious cult based in San Diego, California, sometimes referred to as the UFO people. It was founded in 1974 and led by Marshall Applewhite, who died in 97, and Bonnie Lou Nettles, who died in 85. In March of 1972, after being fired from the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas, over an alleged relationship with one of his male students... Marshall Applewhite met Bonnie Nettles, a 44-year-old married nurse with an interest in theosophy and biblical prophecy. What is theosophy? (laughs) It's like theosophy, like, uh, uh, like theology, like, like, um, religion. Yeah. Like the philosophy of religion, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. They met during his visit to a hospital which some speculated was a mental or sorry a psychiatric institution but you'll find out later why that is probably not true it's probably just that they literally met at a hospital he said Mm -hmm. that he met her while visiting a friend at a hospital and they bonded over shared interests in alternative spiritual exploration astrology and biblical prophecy same 
Apple White later recalled that he felt that he had known Bonnie for a long time and concluded that they had met in a past life. She told him in their meeting that, or she told him that their meeting had been foretold by extraterrestrials, persuading him that they had a divine assignment. Sounds legit. And this honestly, if I met someone and they told me that, I'd be like, I'm not not interested. Oh, I would definitely fucking run the other direction. So this is them. I would entertain the thought, you know. It is them. Marshall, Bonnie. Obviously. Obviously. So Applewhite and Nettles ended up calling themselves many names, the first of which, aside from their actual names, yeah. when they started referring to themselves as a collective, they called themselves Bo and Peep. So Marshall was Bo and Bonnie was Peep. I remember, I remember that from the, the beginning of the thing. It's, <laughs> Do you it's, know why? No, I don't remember. It's so fucking weird. That I figured, I didn't, that is not in the documentary, yeah. but I figured it out in my research. Because once they started having a following, they said that they had sheep. Like, like little Bo Peep. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were herders. Yeah. Super fucked up. That's pretty fucking dark. Yeah. From day one, they're just like, <laughs> we know what we're about. Yeah. Yeah. So they ended up actually like calling themselves Doe and T, though, which is what they ended yes. up being called for. I do remember like, that. that's their primary name. So initially they called themselves Bo Peep, then they called themselves Doe and T. The reason why they moved to that name is because The Sound of Music was T's favorite movie, Bonnie's favorite movie, and she made the followers watch it several times. And then they were both fans of musical theater. Doe was a musical a music teacher before he got fired. So they both were really into music, so they called themselves Doe and T. Hey, where does T come from? Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Did you explain that just now? I mean, I thought that it was implicit. I didn't get that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that. Sorry. And Doe was a music teacher. Wait, or he was a music teacher? Yeah, he's Doe. So Doe comes from the same thing. Yeah, Doe, Remy, yeah. plus a lot to You did Doe. not explain that. You did not go into that part at all. I thought Doe was the name of a music teacher. It is because Bon or because well, Marshall th- Applewhite. Well, I thought I thought he named himself after like a no, music teacher that he liked. No, or something. no, sorry. Yeah, you sorry. did not explain that part. I was just like, wait, where do these names come from? Got it. Cool. Yeah. They were also referred to as the two. So I will refer to them kind of interchangeably as the two Doe and T, and then Applewhite and Nettles or Bonnie Lou. I don't really call him Marshall. His name, his middle name was also Herf. I think it was his middle name. Either that or as a nickname. But like when people call him by his like name, they call him Herf. So a lot of different names going on here. But for the most part, I'll call them Doe and T. His name is Doe. Her name is T. Sorry if there's anyone listening named Herf. That's a, that's a name you do not hear very often. It's true. That is true. I've never heard that before. So Doe at one point said, some call us T and Doe. That's not my name, but that's how I'm referred to on this planet Earth at this time. Got it. So Bonnie Lou had a passion for babies. She actually worked at a hospital as a nurse in the infirmary. So that was before she met Marshall. That is what, sorry, before she met Applewhite. That was what she did, and Mm -hmm. that was really where her heart and soul was. She was very close with her daughter, 
And her daughter was even a candy striper at the hospital that she worked at. So they hung out there all the time and she was just really close with her. Her daughter said that she was her best friend. Bonnie was very into the new age long before she met Applewhite. So like very hippy dippy, like new wave thinking. And she met Applewhite when she was married, but got a divorce shortly thereafter because with the like soul connection that Bonnie and Marshall felt for each other, they said that they were they ended up being basically like sexless soulmates is kind of what they called each other like they didn't have sex with each other or anything and uh marshall applewhite was gay so he didn't have any sexual attraction to her but he was very much in love with her um so bonnie after getting divorced from her husband ended up leaving her family to be with applewhite and she said that she would be back after they quote figured out what they needed to do but she never ended up coming back. She talked to her daughter a few times after she left. She wrote letters and stuff, but ended up ceasing all communication later on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So T and Doe ended up traveling the country after they like left with each other to go figure out what they needed to do. And they had no money, so they worked odd jobs. And they ended up on the Oregon coast in July of 1973. There... They discovered through some spiritual journey, probably involving drugs because they were all into that shit, that they were the witnesses spoken of in the book of Revelation in the Bible, which meant that they were destined to be martyred and then resurrected. So they were destined to be like, you know, like cast down and murdered. Yeah. And then uh, after three days, they would be touched by the spirit of God and ascend to heaven. Got it. And then. From there, they would lead all who followed them through outer space to the kingdom of heaven. How do you think that's going now? Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. um, yeah. yeah, they refer to this whole process as the demonstration, and it was supposed to initiate the end of the world. Got it. Well, I mean, kind of feels like that. So maybe they are right. I was like having this weird existential like like what if we were all dead like we all died after all this happened and like this the whole end of this happened before I was even born so super I know (laughs) I had a I had a time (laughs) mind blown Looney Tunes yeah thank you Thank you. I get it. (laughs) So. So. That was 73. What about 74? Yeah, that's when the cult started. What a time. Be alive. And in 1975, Applewhite and Nettles persuaded a group of... Persuaded a group of 20 people from Oregon to abandon their families and possessions and head to a campground in Boulder Canyon, Colorado, where I'm from, uh, where they promised that an extraterrestrial spacecraft would take them to the kingdom of heaven. What do you got to say to a person to be like, I will drop everything and follow you? And 20 times, like 20 different people? Twenty, Yeah. That, that's, that's impressive. And it was like, it was fucking out of nowhere, like almost overnight. They They were in the paper. It was like... 20 people have disappeared from Oregon. We have no idea where the fuck they went. They're just completely gone. Like, they, like, whatever. That's insane. Like, yeah. whoa. Is that like a script where, like, like when you get a call and, like, oh, do you, do you need toner? It's like that. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, oh, they would say this. and We'll get 20 people. 
So they explained that human bodies were merely containers that could be abandoned in favor of a higher physical existence, which like that was their pitch. And then in the news, it was stated that a, quote, mysterious couple showed up advertising a UFO that would take whoever followed them to, quote, another life, another world. And they advertised a flyer that read, if you ever entertained the idea of a physical level above the human level, you will want to attend this meeting. That was their whole, that was the pitch. I guess it was like the right time for it, you know. I mean, they were they were playing in they were playing in their era for sure. Yeah, for sure. And like you know, they were part of it. It's not like they were. Trying, oh yeah, it's they, not they, like they, they were thinking with our minds and being like, we're yeah, just kind of in it. They, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't going back in time and being like, these. This is the way people think in these days. Let's. Right. This is no, how you manipulate it. We also think this they were, way. Yeah, we're they like, were also just part of it, and then yeah. they they had the the magic touch to get people to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking bonkers. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine just overnight being like, yeah, fuck my life. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, I also feel, I feel that way now, but like not in a bad way. Just <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, fuck my life. It doesn't mean anything. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. I mean, like, like nothing matters in, in, in the general sense. Nothing actually. You're not going to look for a UFO to take you to heaven. <laughs> exactly. It's like I get that, you know, nothing. Everything's material. But like. No, no, no to the UFO part. And also, no, I'm not going with you. I like things. I like things here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's go in. Let's go on. So. So. The cult's philosophy took its roots from Applewhite's Presbyterian upbringing. His father was a minister. And they essentially grafted belief in extraterrestrials onto Christian theology. So they use Christian theology as their basis and then just kind of like threw aliens on top. I mean, I think Catholicism should take notes because, I mean, if you threw UFOs into Catholicism, I might have stayed. Are you hearing Vatican? <laughs> it would make more sense. I got ideas. Hit me up. Hit me up, bro. Which pope are we at? I shouldn't say that. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, you're right. Aliens would make more sense. Yeah, absolutely. It would. It would. I mean, it would bring some logic to religion. Because right now they're just throwing it out the window. They're just like, "Fuck logic. This is how it is." And it's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. So like, don't listen to that. Don't listen to your brain. Listen to me. But if you threw aliens, then I'm like, all right, I'm listening. Huh? Huh? <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. So Applewhite told his acolytes that he was the second coming of Jesus Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And that God was an alien and that they were living in the end of times. It makes sense. He said... I don't know the end of times part, but like the God being an alien thing, I'm like, yeah, sounds legit. I'm in. Yeah. 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 It seems it's just more logical than everything I just don't else. Think God's in anything, so. But him being a uh, sentient being that took advantage of the unknowing nature of human beings at that time seems way more logical to me than. Oh yeah. Like an all-knowing sentient thing that created all of life and matter and like the, the no no sorry to anyone do you do you no religion shaming but 
I don't buy it. Oh, got it. <laughs> um, he said of him and Bonnie Lou, quote, we came from distant space, what your religious literature would call the kingdom of heaven. Honestly, they're speaking my language. I think I'm in. So they became, uh, sorry, they came to believe that the Bible foretold an extraterrestrial rapture, wherein some individuals would be saved from life on this planet and journey to what they called the next level which was a physical realm in outer space where they would live as an immortal, perfected species of space aliens. Yeah, that, that's where you lose me. It's like, these definitive things is always what loses me in, in any aspect of, like, you know, religion and stuff like that. It's all, uh, you, you give me a definitive answer, like, I'm going to be an immortal human in this. Nope, like, alien. I'm a, I'm a, an immortal, immortal being is what I meant. Like, yeah, not human, but like, I'm going to be an immortal being in this other plane of existence. Like, am I though? Like, yeah, for sure. hundred percent without a doubt. <laughs> and that's where you lose me. I'm like, nah, I'm going back to Oregon. Uh, members were initially told that they would not have to exit their vehicles without yeah. resorting to suicide. Or they said that they could exit their vehicles without resorting to suicide. So Vehicle their vehicles their were body. their physical body. And basically what they were saying is like, we hope to be beamed up into space and you can take your bodies with you into the next level. So either we're going to get abducted by UFOs and like we'll make it to space or we'll find some other way to leave these bodies, like our spirit leave these bodies and go to the next level, go to the kingdom of heaven without having to kill ourselves. So without, so initially they were like, we won't have to kill ourselves. Yeah, exactly. There are ways right. to leave your body. And, and like, it's written in prophecy that we will do this. We don't have to do it ourselves. Like, this is going to happen either way, basically. That was um, some pretty good science fiction to me. And their motto was 39 to beam up. What does that mean? You'll find out. <laughs> Eventually? Yeah. $39 to beam up. Damn. Actually, there was a price, and it was five seventy-five. Five dollars and seventy-five cents. Yeah, I'm in. Really? Yeah. I'll show you. We'll get there. I can afford that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, too far. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I think I have it in my bank account. Who's this handsome fella? So this is what they would become. This is the aliens that they would become. The perfected species of species. That's perfect. This was. This is literally on their website. That is still up, by the way. Heavensgate.com is still. Who's paying for it? Website. Uh, there are still members that are alive. So, yeah. Hit me up. I'm kind of in. I'm half in. Mostly Actually, out. I know that there are former members that are alive. I think the last living members are now dead. Um, I think the last one died. Um, Say that again? There are former members that are still alive. But the last, like, members that had been living after the suicide. Okay, that's not what you said. You said the last living members were dead. <laughs> well, yeah. The last members, the members to remain alive after the suicide. How are you going to wake up dead? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what they, that's the perfected species that they would become after yes. leaving their, their I can't vehicles. wait to look at this picture. It looks just like you, dude. <laughs> Thank Spot you. Spot on. I look like a million. It's perfect. I mean, add big ears to this, and it's kind of thin. <laughs> it is kind of thin. Add some big ears and a snoot. And a snoot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as stated before, they were inspired by the New Age movement, which emphasized meditation, diet, and the channeling of spiritual beings. 
Like many religious people, members of Heaven's Gate sought salvation from what they considered a corrupt world, so they were kind of willing to do anything to leave that behind. So aside from abandoning your family and turning over all of your money, cult members were asked to cleanse their bodies of the impure influence of things like fast food and impure sexual thoughts. Did they give up all their money too? And all of their, anybody that they were held, had close to them. That's rough. So one of the daughters of a couple that joined the cult went to live with her grandparents, but said that trying to get her love and attention from her parents was, quote, like trying to compete with God. And then one of the members said, we didn't want to hurt anyone. Unfortunately, it's the individuals these vehicles cared for the most that are actually the greatest threat to us. So the greatest threat to them achieving these things are the people that are closest to them, holding them to this. Yep. This this plane of existence. Yeah, it's giving them human connection, which they're not humans, so they need to let go of their human connections. Okay. Yeah. So at one point, they drank nothing but the mix of lemonade, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup for three whole fucking months. That's it. They yeah. eat. Do they eat anything? Nope. How are you not dead? They're getting enough nutrients with all that stuff, apparently. It's a cleansing diet. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a cleansing diet, but you don't do that for three months. Three months is hefty. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they are aliens. Um, Applewhite advocated sexual abstinence, and several male cult members followed his example by undergoing castration operations. And not only did they get castrated, they got castrated in front of everybody by other cult members who really didn't know what they were doing. And they, like, in the documentary talked about, like, some complications that happened with some and, like, some just, like, watching it happen and, like, it was really fucked up. That's a procedure you do not want complications. Fuck. No. I don't think you want complications in any procedure, but if there's an, yeah. In in an unorthodox fashion, like, another member who doesn't know what they're doing, you want it to go as smoothly as possible. I don't know if you're removing a hangnail. You want that to go as slowly as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's really fucked up. And then also in the group, they were not supposed to form human level relationships with one another, which was also really sad because there were a few couples that joined that were like, you know, madly in love. And then one of them took really like strongly to the cult. And then mm-hmm. the other one was like, like, you know, I love you. I don't want to do like, I don't want to lose you to this. And she just stayed. And he left and like she like because even in the cult, they were together when they went in. But since they're in the cult, they had to completely like stop their relationship. And he was like, I just I love you and I don't want to do that. (laughs) Whack. Yeah. Super sad. So, you know, they say if you if you love something, take it. Send it to space. Take it to a cult. If it leaves you there. That's how you test your relationship. Yeah. If it survives a cold, it will survive anything. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Well, we know where the Church of Scientology is, right next to my ER. That costs money, though. I was just like, can you afford that? 575, I got that. Dude, they had to pay. (laughs) (laughs) I got 575. Aside from abandoning your family and turning over all of your money. So 575. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, 575, I got that. I got the admission fee. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Giving up all your money, no pass. Yeah. No pass. 
Is there a free call that we can test this with? No idea. Huh. I got something in the new mix. In the, get something in the mix? Yeah. Let us know when your cult's up and running and we'll, we'll join. Cool. There's aliens involved. Perfect. Of course there is. <laughs> of course there are. Why would I be involved if there weren't aliens involved? Come no, on. So. Sorry. Um, Heaven's Gate also had a uniform, which was a button up, buttoned all the way to the top, and slacks, short hair, and no makeup. Ooh, I don't do button ups. Their look was ungendered, <laughs> and T even referenced Boy George at one point, and she was just like, "He's like a like a man not worthy of God, but." <laughs> He has a very, like, non-gendered look. You can't tell whether he's a boy or a girl, and, like, that's what we're going for. But that's a bad example because he's, like, unpure or impure and, like, whatever. So, yeah, super fucked up. But uh, Doe ended up saying, since we are moving into a world that is genderless, we are doing everything that we can to not identify with a gender. And this is what the uniforms look like. Both of these are women. I mean, they look like dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dress like that. You didn't say I have to be a dork. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's not even a uniform. That's just, they're, they're wearing button-ups. They got, I mean, yeah, they have short hair, but like that's, they're wearing button-ups. If I'm joining a coal, I want the drip. Yeah, I was thinking, I, I thought it was going to be like, color coordinated like actual uniforms it was just like hey you got a button up make sure you bring a button up to the meeting and they could wear like jackets or whatever they wanted yeah it's not a uniform that's not it's a dress code yeah 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 dress code is a better word for it it's not good and they did make everybody cut their hair because they needed to be genderless and then they said if you have a look that you've been attached to for a long time, like a beard or something, you had to let that go because that's a human attachment that you had to your physical appearance. The logic just isn't there. It's just really fucking bad. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. They would meet twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening, and they spent most of the meeting time, quote, tuning in to the next level, <laughs> which literally meant tuning in. So. Junie tuning in? Junie tuning in. 39 to be <laughs> They would split into groups during these meetings, mm-hmm. and then each group would be given a tuning fork of the note A, which is 440 hertz. And then they were told to, like, tune their brains into this note so without any given instructions most people would just like take the tuning fork and how you like ring a tuning fork is you bang it on your knee and then like that gets it to ring so they would like do that and then they would just like stick it to their heads (laughs) and just like try and get their entire vibration to match a yeah all right that sounds fun you want to try it let me try to align our vibes no you bring a tuning fork (laughs) <laughs> no. How prepared are we? Are, are we prepared? Prepared? doing this? I got mine right here. Are we doing this? No, oh we got are doing this. Um, okay. Do you think we can still hear? It's like when you put like a shell up to your ear and you can hear the ocean. Do you think if we like tuned into the A frequency that would be able to hear them in the next level? You know what? I just think I think I found my next fun fact. The whole ocean thing. Like what? what is that sound? 
the ocean in the shell. You it's dumbass. not the. <laughs> Like, it's not, I'm sure somebody knows that already. There's a teeny tiny ocean inside the shell. Whoa. I think it's just vibrations from outside that are, they they reverberate inside the shell and it makes it sound like an ocean. Well, don't spoil it. I didn't. I said a thing. (laughs) I think therefore I spoiled it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna look it up. If it's interesting, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to the table. So they would also burn fires all night, and then I love fires. I'm sorry, I finished your thought. I don't have a thought. I finish your your note. And then they would have someone keep watch on the sky to check for UFOs, and they would do this in one hour shifts. So every one hour, they would like switch off to another person in the cult to watch for UFOs, just in case they were coming down to pick them up. <laughs> just from setting a fire. What? No. What's a fire do with this? They're in the middle of the woods. It's That's cold. It. Yeah, they would just it's have just a, fire a fire going all night. Just... Oh, it had nothing to do with signaling no. UFOs? No. no, those smoke signals or something. Well, I thought that was part of it. That they would light a fire and then someone would watch to see if UFOs came. No. Oh, then the fire seems irrelevant. <laughs> I, I just thought the fire had to do with that direct correlation of the UFOs coming. Um, either way, I love fire. Just fire. I, I like fires. I mean, I, I, w- I, would, I would be happy to be a part of that. Actually, I think I do that now when we go camping. That's why I light a Keep fire. Keep an eye for mm-hmm. UFOs. I'm just waiting for UFOs. Right. But like, what are they supposed to do if they see one? Just wake people up? Hey, guys, it's a UFO. <laughs> They're coming to pick us up. Our ride's here. It's happening. <laughs> I, would it's happening. If, like, I would love it if like in the morning, like some or like whatever next shift is like... <laughs> It's like, okay, the UFO came. I, I saw it. And it's like, why didn't you say anything? It's like, I don't know. I thought it was just a, I was supposed I to watch was, yeah. for UFO. I, I saw one. Also, I thought it was supposed to do something, yeah. not I. <laughs> yeah, what am I supposed to do? <clears throat> I am but a mere human being. You're not a human being, dude. My vehicle cannot process. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to start calling my body my vehicle. Them Lamborghinis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I do use home. it. I, I don't have a car. I do use it as you know, feet Rari. Feet Rari. Toyotas. 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 Tol Tovos. Tov Tol. Like Volvo. Voltos. We're we're reaching now. We're ruining it. Well, these are my hand days. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice that was good all right okay <laughs> let's let's get into it what what else what else we got so so once they gained a following heaven's gate lived mostly on church donations they said that they would go to spread the word of heaven's gate and to like different institutions and when they got there after spreading the word they would app, like offer help ask them if they needed help with anything and get compensated for that and that's how they made it by later on heaven's gate got the distinction of being the first well-known american cult of the internet era and they used new technology to share their beliefs with a wider audience and also to make a living so they ended up deriving a large portion of their income from designing web pages and then they even had their own website to spread their message let me catch a glimpse of this warlock that's the that's like a web page. Mm-hmm. That was their web page. Mm-hmm. Is it still up? Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah. Right now. Yes. 
Oh, I thought that was like the their vintage, their OG website. That's what it looks like? Yeah. Hit me with it. Oh, that's fire. And there's blanks. Damn. Yeah. That's... For those of you that are listening, it has a picture of the Heaven's Gate logo, and then it says, As was promised, the keys to Heaven's Gate are here again in Tian Do, the UFO 2, as they were in Jesus and his father 2,000 years ago. And it's very difficult to read. It's in, like, uh, Microsoft Word type, like, 3D lettering. But it's, also... in, it's in Word art, but then also yeah. in fucking the, the, like the Star Wars. The Star Wars like, level of, like, uh, angle. It's, like, at a, yeah. at a weird angle. Space angle. It's, like, black text with purple 3D. It's not good. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> it's hard to read. The Heaven's Gate logo is kind of fire, though. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, I don't know. That should be on some, uh, one of the design blogs and stuff. Sorry. There was heavy evidence of psychological brainwashing within the cult. Fucking Kelsukris. <laughs> um, T and Doe gave us the tools we needed to brainwash ourselves, said Sawyer, who is a former member of the cult. <laughs> you done played yourself. You know, brainwash yourself. Well, I mean, they just, like, they psychologically manipulated all of these Well, people. I know, but that's hilarious that they were just like, hey, do this to yourself. And they just brainwash themselves. That's, that's different than being brainwashed by somebody. Well, it's not. That's what brainwashing is. Well, yeah, they brainwashed them, but, like, not completely. They were like, we'll give you the tools, which is, like, the brainwashing on their end, to brainwash themselves. Which is already just, like, a psychological method of brainwashing. Well... Whatever, move on. <laughs> um, the psychological methods used were to make people believe that they were really preparing for a trip to outer space. Doe said, The mind that you had as a human is aborted, and the soul that was given to you is filled with next-level information, a next-level mind, and a new creature is born. And then I have a quote here from an ex-cult member... And after cult counselor. So when people get out of cults, this guy has specialization in counseling people to acclimate back to the real world after they get out of cults. Got it. This is Steve Hassan's quote, and it says, People can be systematically broken down, indoctrinated through controlling information, controlling their behavior, controlling their thoughts, controlling their emotions, and made into obedient, dependent slaves or clones of the cult leader. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like, uh, from a psychological standpoint, like, that's a, you know, professional being like, this is 100% possible to achieve this with human beings. That's, like, fucking horrifying. And, like, yeah. Like, when the cult got so much just, like, scrutiny and really negative attention, but it's like, these weren't stupid people. These weren't people from bad homes. They weren't people who, like, you know, just didn't have anything better going for them. They were like smart educated intelligent people and it happened to them like it could happen to you very easily you just have never been subject to it so like that's i i do kind of talk about that a little bit at the end but it's just like you know this is a really tragic thing that happened it's yeah. not like like as funny as we are like talking about it because it is kind of goofy and stuff just like the ideologies and like we can't perceive them as being anything other than 
fictional, but like these people genuinely believed it and they weren't fucking stupid. Yeah. And I think when we when we like make these jokes, obviously we're we're talking about like the the ideologies and these like crazy things that uh they believed in and like the 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 stories that they wrote for themselves and their reality is like what we poke fun at, but we're not like actually talking about like the victims when we're making fun of them. Correct. Like, yeah. We're for, not like trying to yeah. make fun of the people that actually like went into the cult. It's just the ideologies are so fucking wild to just pick apart and and figure <laughs> bless you thank you um i think it's time for a, a little little break break we break we break we're back in the building we never left we never left. We did not leave this building. Um, where did we leave off? Inhale. Inhale. No. I thought we were talking about heaven's gate. We left <laughs> off um, talking about uh, brainwashing. Love brainwashing. It's one of my, it's one of my uh, favorite pastimes. So the cult received a lot of negative media attention and became the subject of many a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. There were rumors that there was a connection with the Charles Manson family and they were being connected with cattle mutilation. And it was speculated that they would commit suicide by starvation before it was even speculated that they were going to commit suicide at At all. all. Yeah. Um. They were the biggest cult story in the country, and Doe called them, quote, the cult of cults, and said, Heaven's Gate is the cult of truth. Hmm. In 1976, the two started recording their lessons to the class. T said, the point that I want to stress to you is that you are all in a classroom 24 hours a day. Everything that happens to you is to see how you can respond as a member of the next level, not as a human. Okay. Yeah. Um, the journey to the next level was said by T and Doe to be the most difficult thing a person could embark upon and that it was likely that they would not all make it and people were still just like fine with that. It's it's very Scientology. Yeah. But they I, don't I, use anything to exploit people and they weren't keeping people there. No, 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 not that part. I mean, just the like the, the ascending to the next level, like this isn't your like that that whole part is very But that's different because they have like Scientology has like grades, like you like graduate no. to different grades, whereas the next level is this is like you're literally there's here and then there's there and that's it. No, I know, but I mean the I know it's not literally the same thing. I know they're not the same thing at all. It's very much like the ascension of like your yourself, your your ascending to a higher being type thing by like upgrading yourself type of thing. It's just just wild. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. In November of 1976, the two released a guideline textbook detailing the 17 steps that you have to follow if you're a member. So they released literally like an actual textbook that was a published work. Mm-hmm. And in it had 17 steps outlining like what you had to follow in order to be a member. And to non-members, it read very extreme. But some of them were just like, you have to be good at following rules. Like they were they were kind of like some of them were benign and then some of them were like pretty extreme. 
And to some members, this was the first time that they felt that the cult was trying to control them. So they lost many members after this. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's good that a bunch of people were like, that just bailed at this point. Yeah. Because at, at first it seems like a very like, you know, which I think appealed to a lot of them. It, it seemed very like eye-opening and, you know, just sort of a freedom type of thing. I was just going to say that. They were like free spirits. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, but we kind of control you. And it's exactly. like, oh, that's not It's like I a little bit for. more heavy handed than yeah. how we have been controlling you. Yeah. So I have a quote from Doe that says, when you are in the process of overcoming this vehicle, it loses its identity. So members were given new names to disassociate themselves from their family trees. There was a naming system put in place, and it was three consonants followed by O-D-Y, or Odie, which was the family name. So basically the last name, but it was just one long six-letter name. Okay. So, for instance... It would be like Justin would be Justody, so J-S-T-O-D-Y, Justody. Or Rob would be Robody or R-B-B-O-D-Y. And even more so, like if that's not weird enough, what they would do first is they would say that your name is Justin. They would rename you to something like Alexander. And then they would shorten that other name to another, or to like the Odie name. So, say that your name is Justin, they would rename you to Alexander, and then your name would be Alex Odi. A-L-X-O-D-Y. So, yeah. super fucking weird. That's um, strange. Yeah. You just want to take your, like, identity away from Completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Not even a part of you lives in your name anymore. Yes. Um, Odi means little member, and when they became adults, like, when they made it to the next level, they would drop the Y in Odi and become a family of odds. Which is just like silly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. A lot of this just feels like they, they. It feels like they made it up as they went along, which I'm sure they did. They they started at some point and then just kept building on it, and then just like yeah, that makes sense, and it, it doesn't. Every step does not make sense, but it does when you're compiling Ooh, it on. Also, like super fucking weird. They filmed so much like they filmed like when it said that they started filming their lessons to the class that was part of it but they also filmed just like random outings that they would have or just have like family dinners that they would film or like whatever they would just film all the time so there's so much footage and evidence of this yeah that's fucking creepy there's so much of it and like that's why there are so many quotes in here is because like it's they were pulled direct from yeah were they posting that stuff like as the thing was happening, like, I think they it... were. Yeah, I think that they were. They were trying to get this out there to like show people, like this is what you can learn and stuff. Um, and then a lot of it was just recovered from, from, the the house, the the cult house. So by the late seventies, there were families of uh, cult members that were hiring private investigators, but they couldn't find out anything about the cult. There was even a mom who led a coalition. Not against the cult, but to just try and derive information from it, and nothing really came out of that. You gotta go deep. You gotta get in there. There were people that actually infiltrated. There were two... Well, there was a like a journalist student getting his master's who knew a student that he went to school with, and he convinced that student to drop everything and go and be in the cult with him for three months. So one of their semesters of school. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing the beginning of that story at least yeah. in the in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. He served you. Drop everything you're doing. 
we're gonna go join a cult for a little bit it's for, it's for my studies not I'm only in. that but like because they split you into groups those dudes went into the cold together and then like after a week they didn't see each other for the next three yeah, months because you're not supposed to have any like connection to anybody but like you even like then like you could probably see them they literally completely separated they didn't see each other even like that's why it was crazy the other friends like I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, he was like, he's like, I have no idea what happened to Dave, but <laughs> yeah, but like Dave was fine. Dave's also in it. It's like this. I think there's Robert and Dave, and they were both the people that like infiltrated. And that's gonna be fucked up. It's like they're hey, both in that document. Do this with me. As soon as you get in, you're like, bye. It's like, what the fuck am I here? Exactly. You could do this by yourself. Yeah, you don't even need me here. Like they stayed, do you know if they like stayed there? Like, did they no, stay, no, they yeah, just, they both left. What do I mean? Did they stay the, the amount of time? The guy that the other guy, the second guy who came with the, did he like just stay there and for the three months and mm-hmm. stuff? Damn. Yeah. What a yeah. friend. Yeah, I know. What a dude. And he knew that it was like for this project. It was like for this journalism project. So, yeah. I don't care what your project is. You want to stay there for me? Fuck no. Wow. But like I'd that's, that's three months. This, like they could totally leave whenever they wanted, which was nice. Like you know, could like, they though? Is this, is this what they said? No, they could. They, like a lot of the people in the documentary were okay. former members that were just like, gotcha. okay. like there was a gal who was the person who initially said that once they gave out that textbook, she thought that like she was like, I came here to be a free spirit. I thought this was something I was choosing to do, not something that was being like forced onto me. And this felt like the first time something was really forced onto me, so I left. So, like. You really could just go whenever you wanted. Um, they, I guess that makes sense because I feel like maybe a cult would like, or um, a cult, but like they'd be like, they wouldn't want people who were against them in their thing, like you know. So they yeah. weave weave out people who wouldn't. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And they yeah. like they had enough control over the people that they did have control over to know that like they were desperate to want to stay there, so yeah. they didn't have to really like fight for the people that wanted to leave. Yeah, Ugh. I just can't. I can't imagine like it's not even for your project, and then being separated <laughs> and staying for three. Like I don't know. Maybe it was just uh, I don't know. D- different time, different situation. Just like maybe he, he was like also just intrigued by the whole idea and wanted to learn more himself, and like thought maybe like I can get some information that maybe it's different from his information. Like I'm helping him, but still, like dude, that's a, that's that guy owes him beers for life. <laughs> like there's no way he stayed there for three months and it's not like you owe me eat everything right i had to i was in college I, and had to be celibate yeah. i couldn't drink i couldn't have fast food you motherfucker yeah i get your firstborn i get to name your firstborn at the very least and it's gonna be alex sodi <laughs> <laughs> oh that that's good all right okay so now we're about to shift shift gears a little bit uh, and turn this cult on its head a little bit. So Bonnie Lou at this point had been sick and she was diagnosed with cancer. And in the mid 80s, she really began ex- exhibiting illness from her cancer. Her cancer was in her eye and she had the eye removed and replaced with a prosthetic. And she did not recover well from the surgery. She maintained like a low grade fever and she just was not. She was really ill fucking eye cancer i know and this is super fucked up but the cancer in her eye metastasized to her liver 
Jesus. And she was told in the beginning of June that she didn't have long to live in 1985. And then two to three weeks later, on June 19th, 1985, Bonnie Lou died. So the family was devastated and they could not believe that what they called their older member, who was Bonnie Lou, because she was the older of um, Applewhite and Nettles, Mm -hmm. she was the older one. They called her the older member and they just were all supposed to graduate to the next level together and they couldn't believe that she was gone. But what they did think was that she would transcend into the next level just like before them. So she was there and she was waiting for them. She died such a human death. Yeah. Yeah. And that had to be a shock to them. It wasn't like a like the way they talked about it before was like we're going to basically we're going to ascend without killing ourselves. We're going to leave this like plane of existence without without the actual like death factor pretty much and then she died such a very human I feel like he could have spun that though and just been like yeah absolutely but it's like like we were we're all supposed to leave these vehicles at some point and she just like, like found a, her exit but that's like an out of control type of 100% yeah so what what it seems like is like the initial sell on it is like the controlled leaving like we're graduating and, and it was supposed to be at the very least it's not going to be all fucking 40 plus of you that are dying at the same time or leaving your vehicles but yeah. in your prophecy in this crazy revelation that you had it was at the very least the two of you were yeah. supposed to go together and this was so unplanned unprecedented like totally not in like the the just grand scheme of the plan that they yeah. had together for this entire cult so that say that up until this point i was totally on board and i like everything checked all my boxes and i was like yes i understand had this happened i would have been like fuck no okay you're yeah. you've been full of shit this whole time you're not in control of anything you have no idea for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah like a wheel yeah sticking it stops it yeah that the wheels turn yeah it's not turning anymore yep <laughs> Remember when I said I was going to turn the, the thing on its head? It's yeah. like kind of like flipping over the handlebars once the stick is in the spoke. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> <laughs> um, two members of the cult went to tell Bonnie Blue's daughter, who, like I said, she would, she'd been very close with. And she had not heard from her mother in a while and didn't even know that she was sick. So when she heard that her mother had died, they like at first just kind of slowly told her like, hey, your mom's been really sick. And she went through this surgery and she just like she she really isn't um, doing well. And they were like very aloof and weird and like just like shitty about telling her straight up. And she just they have no like they, they let go of like emotional connection to things. So they have like probably no empathy and no like, yeah, you know, yeah. sympathy for someone who's getting news they're just giving it to her very very straightforward yeah and then she just like after a couple minutes of them talking she just like looked up at them and she's just like mom's dead isn't she and they were like yes and she was devastated obviously like of course she was and she missed her mom so deeply and perf ended up calling her and there's the voicemail in the documentary if you want to listen to it, but it's so fucking sad. He's like trying to hold back tears the whole time. And he's just like, I just want you to know that I loved your very your mother very much and your mother loved you very much. And I love you and I really hope that you're doing okay with this. Like I know that we have a lot of grief to share with this and like all of this stuff. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correctly from the documentary, like that, even that phone call is against 
their whole thing, so, really, right? So, yeah, so following her death, Doe actually allowed members to go visit their families, which before, remember, he was like, yeah. you have to cut off all ties with your family. Yeah. So he kind of threw shit out the door after this. And wasn't, okay, so wasn't she having even, or maybe I might, I might be making this part up, but wasn't she having contact with her daughter, like, sporadically like mm-hmm. a little bit but like they they, they had exchanged letters like earlier but on. wasn't even that like against like that was part of like which is why she ceased communication like later on yeah 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 but then his phone call was kind of like the also like that goes against everything that they believed about human connection kind of but i think that he had this connection outside of a human connection with Bonnie Lou that he, that's how he acknowledged it. It was like, it transcended humanness. And like, it, like, I think that you're thinking about this way more like robotically, like they still definitely like loved and cared about each other. Like the, the cult did. Yeah. But not as individuals. They loved and cared as each other for each other as part of a collective. They were like, we're a oh, family yeah. for this collective. So no, like they definitely I'm- still had, feelings and emotions but those feelings and emotions were like twisted in their mind to be hive-minded and focused on like the cult and like we these are next level feelings these aren't our human emotions these are our yeah. like whatever but his that that's different than his like reaching out to somebody who's not even in the cult. exactly yeah. like his connection to somebody who is connected to somebody he loved like that's like yeah. he should not hold love or you know, empathy or sympathy for somebody who is not even, he's not connected to. Yeah. Yeah. Just like he feels remorse for the person that he loved. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Well, like, okay. So then there's also this part in it that this is like totally unrelated. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is totally unrelated, but. Um, so you're going to act it out for a second. You yes. S- you stood up and I was like, oh, we're getting. Now, um, Doe at one point told um, this. Ah, fuck. Oh, Dick Jocelyn, that is his name. And he was a member who survived after the suicides mm-hmm. and ended up dying of um, complications with AIDS like later on. But he was a very devout um, member of the cult. And at one point, like he was doing like he was putting in work. He was like on their like council. Like he was like the member of all members. And at one point, her f- approached him and said, my vehicle is becoming attracted to your, to your vehicle and that we can't have that. So I need you to like leave basically. And Dick was devastated. Damn. Yeah. So like he, I think knew that he had, he had vehicle feelings and emotions and stuff, which you weren't supposed yeah. to be in touch with. So I like in that respect, I think that a hundred percent, the phone call and all of that had like completely went against whatever. Yeah. But back to the idea and the fact that he let members go visit their families, fucking wild. And like yeah. a lot of people did, you know, a lot of people were like, like, this is our family and this is where yeah. we are now. And like, I've left that behind. But a lot of people went to go visit their families. I remember the one story of that, that guy who came back, like he just showed up, like, like obviously his family hasn't heard from him in like yep. years or whatever, months, whatever it was like, and he just showed up and they were like, yeah, he was normal. He was like himself. Like mm-hmm. they, he hung out with friends, like hung out with family. Like they did the normal thing. At this point, the cult has been going on for 11 years. Yeah. So he was gone for a long time. Yeah. 
And then he just shows up and like it's everything's normal. They had like a dinner with him and everything. Like they had like a whole thing. And then the next then day he, he was gone. And then he just left. He, he was, was gone. Back. So that's like another thing that was super insane. fucking insane. One single person of all of the people that went to go visit their families, one person stayed with their family. The rest of them went back. No hesitation. So no fucking asked. weird. Yeah. So now we're going to kind of get a little bit more into the twisty turns of this. So some believe that Bonnie Lou's death was the catalyst for what was to come for the cult. So how are you feeling? You want to you want to take a break? You want to keep going? You're good? No, I think I'll grab another beer for us. Thank you. Going. Uh, I think I'm okay for now. Maybe, maybe I should pee. I didn't pee the last break. You didn't. Yeah, let's take a let's take another quick a wee break. a wee wee break a wee wee break. All right, three, two, one. Stop. Okay, hit. let's uh, pick it back up. I need to report an anonymous tip. This is regarding a mass suicide. I think it was a religious group that committed suicide. That was a nine one one call. That's the darkest That's way to start. That was a specific- Jesus Christ! I believe it was. I was waiting for you to just say action and then I was going to do that. But then we had this whole mishap of like, will we won't we start? So, well, that part was going to be cut. That's why I gave us a good, you know, start. It's fine. Uh, yeah, that was a rough way to just dive back into it. Um, can you read that again? That's heavy. I need to report an anonymous tip. This is regarding a mass suicide. I think it was a religious group that committed suicide. Jesus. So on March 22nd, 1997, in a multi-million dollar mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, 20 miles north of San Diego, 39 members, including Marshall Applewhite, ate applesauce laced with barbiturates and washed it down with vodka. They then put bags over their heads, purple shrouds over their bodies, and laid down to leave their earthly vehicles behind. Were they not the... Oh, no, that was... Yeah, I'm sorry. I was I was thinking of something else. Um, yeah, that's pretty rough. That's that's the that's the display they have in the Museum of Death, where there's yeah. like they have the bunk beds and yeah, pretty much. This. I remember that, and I just realized that I was not the, that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there there are there was like um there were uh like so many rooms. It's a mansion. It's a multi million dollar mansion. So there are very many bedrooms, and then I think this is their computer room. That there were two people in, okay. and then um, you'll we'll, we'll go into some other stuff. But I think that that room is just speaking on like the just viewing that room of, in the Museum of Death was like, you know, there's there are so many things in that museum where it's like you see like you know the the gratuitous stuff of like dead bodies and stuff, but there's something about that like display room, and obviously it was it wasn't like. It it was like a basically staged room. It's not anything right. from it's not, nothing from the actual event, but it's like a staged room where you have like mannequins underneath the cloth and like all that stuff. It like, looks exactly like the picture that we yeah, showed. exactly. And it's like that room gave me like chills, and it just it's I, like not gruesome. It's just real. Yeah, it's just like exactly. puts you in a real like. And the fucking like. The the video that Marshall Applewhite recorded before the it's suicides playing. is playing on like an old TV in, in the, the room. fucking yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. That I think that room just it 
it impacts you in such a way that like i think i get i get the most i got the most chills from just standing and looking into that room and seeing that video and just like contemplating like just just putting yourself in those there were two sections of the museum that really fucked me up it was that and then the section of um like couple killers and like like couple killers that like raped bodies and like had pictures of themselves like with dead bodies and stuff like that so i think i think for me it's like yeah it was like yeah. I don't know the it's like the reality of things for me where it's like I, the images like the photos and stuff like those don't really like I I can I get it like and I and I enjoy like it feels weird to say you enjoy like the things in that museum but like going through it like I I do enjoy You're like, fascinated by yeah it's them. it's fascinating but I think the things that like really strike me in that museum are like the things that bring you to like that reality point where it's like or it's like you're almost there type of thing not like because a photo it's like a photo could be taken anytime and you're viewing a photo but looking into that room it feels like you're there in the room it feels like you're a part of like you're witnessing that happen at that point and then the second thing for me was the uh the quilt the manson quilt that actually did not stay with me i remember it but like Mm-mm. But like those are the two things that like I feel like it makes you a part of it because it's there. It's like a very tangible thing that was there when like it feels like you're you're looking into like that moment type of thing. Like when you look at the scene of the Heaven's Gate, you're looking into a moment that actually happened, even though it's staged there. You're looking into that moment. And for me, it was also like so, it was so hard to my for me to like I know I understand their mannequins. It was so hard for me to convince my brain that there were not people under there. Yeah, like it was yeah. like it's it, very well done. It was so visceral. Yeah, and that's so that I think that's the one of the ones that stays with me the most. And then the, the quilt definitely because like that that was made by the hands of the. It's it's like it's such a part of like it's it's it was in the same presence. It's like you know just I thought that it was like the actual tangible thing that was yes there. it's just like and it's not it's not a it's not, it's a, not a prop it's not like it's exactly that's just like it just made it so real yeah just, and i think those are the two things from that that like have always just stuck with me and i've always every time i've gone back i've revisited those and just kind of stayed and like sat with them for a second because they they give me the most like visceral reaction to it it's so weird but yeah, like that room. I think about that room all the time. Yeah. So when I was going through this, that's wild. all I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah. So to them, they were not killing themselves. They were freeing their souls from their bodies so that they could ascend to a spacecraft flying in the wake of the Hale-Bopp comet and were going to be taken to their new home in space. But instead, police found their bodies on March 26th and the images of the black... Black and white Nikes poking out from underneath purple cloth became notorious. Yeah. The group had moved into that mansion the previous fall, so the fall of 96. And a member who left weeks before the suicide to document his experience with those blessings. So this guy went to Doe, like as a member, and was just like, I feel like I have a calling from God to go and document what I've learned here, what I've experienced here. And like, I want your blessing to go and do that, but like, not be here go and write about this and like tell the world and stuff and doe was like i agree i do feel like this is like a very big movement from god like i feel like this is something that you need to do and i like you have my full blessing to do it so it's a story that needs to be told right if you're, if you're yeah. the person that's being called to do it right exactly it. yeah so this guy left the cult for that reason 
just a couple weeks before the suicides. And then just after the suicides, he got a packet in the mail with instructions to go to the house and film what he found there. Jesus. So how did they get here? How did they go from Bonnie dying and just all of a sudden just... To a mass suicide. Right. To be fair, that was 12 years later, but... How did Damn, they get I, here? I didn't know it was that long after Bonnie. But yeah, but everything started changing after she died. Yes. So, after Bonnie's death, Joe started focusing on joining what he called his older member in the next level. So, Bonnie joining her in the next level. At one point, the members of Heaven's Gate feared that they would be targeted and killed by the government because there was another cult at the time that I'll have to cover that did get targeted and their warehouse or their like their meeting house, their cult house, whatever, got burnt down like by the police. So Heaven's Gate thought that that was probably or that like could potentially happen to them. It's very likely. Like, it wasn't very likely, but it was possible like because they weren't dangerous or anything. They yeah. were just fucking weirdos. In the in media's eyes. Well, where when did like uh like Waco happen? Waco was in the nineties. That's well. exactly what this. Yeah, that's what they, that's why it was Waco. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what he was referencing. So, um, he ended up twisting this and said, "What if that's a good thing? What if we get firearms and learn how to use them and start behaving as crazy as they think we are, so that they'll come and kill us?" And we don't have to do it ourselves. Like suicide by cop, basically. Literally said suicide by cop, basically. <laughs> um, but they didn't go through with that plan, obviously. Yeah. Um, a lot of people completely like red flagged that and they were like, fuck, no, like that's not the way. Like we no. <laughs> this ain't it. Yeah. Cat called. <laughs> Cat called this ain't it. So they used uh like while they started trying to figure out how they were going to do this, they used Star Trek as the model for the team that they were building. Quote, he espoused the hive mentality of being a cog in the wheel for the benefit of the overall collective. That was a quote from a former member. Okay. In September of 94, Doe called the members to a meeting and asked them if anyone had reservations about suicide as an exit. At this point, some people had been in the group for 20 years because it had been around for 20 years. And then some people had only been in for like two weeks. And Damn. he was proposing suicide yeah. to them. So <laughs> Imagine being a new member and just being like, wait. All right, this sounds good. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not wait, not wait, down. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> um, I'm listening. All right, yeah. So after this meeting, five people left the group. In 1996, the group began to fully orient themselves toward a departure. They were in touch with what? I have a quick cue. Yeah. At this point, how many members are actively in the group? So I don't have a number at any point, but I do give you the number at the end. Okay. Of like what, who so, was there in 97. So is, it, so is it safe to say from this point to then? Yeah. What's a, what's a relative, relative number? About 40. Because 39 people committed suicide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So about 40 at this point. Yeah. G yeah, give or take. Give or take between yeah, the, the, the yeah. trajectory they're going towards. Yeah. The, the so it's, it's definitely over 40 at this point. Yeah. So, but towards the inevitable end, there is about 40-ish. Yeah. yeah. Down. Yeah. Okay. Um, the group was in touch with the bulletin board service, and because of which they were kept up with what the UFO community was talking about. And they were in obviously very 
focused and calibrated on that. So they ended up hearing about and buying into the conspiracy that the government was hiding the existence of a flying soft, soft, soft serve, soft, soft serve, flying soft serve. Actually, I'm in. I'm in. Those bastards. Automatically <laughs> fucking sold. Is fucking soft serve coming? I'm in. So there's a, uh, so sorry, they ended up buying into the conspiracy theory that the government was hiding the existence of a flying saucer that was trailing the Hale-Bopp comet. They also heard a lot about this on the radio, so it really became the focus of their exit. They thought that the ship behind the comet was T coming down to pick them up. Just swing by. I yeah, exactly. So from here, they ended up choosing March the following year, <laughs> as that was when the comet would be closest to Earth, and it coincided with Easter. Happy birthday, me, and and uh, happy death day, Jesus. Death and resurrection day, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All right. Uh, we need to pause for this crack. All right. We're gonna get a good crack in here. If 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 you're if you're just watching. <laughs> so sorry. I'm done. <laughs> uh, ready? You just instead of a Pacific hoe, you were just a Pacific bro. Thank you. I'll take that. Go for it. I, I am a Pacific, Pacific bro. bro. I am. I am. Instead of a Pacific hoe, you're a Pacific bro. Is what yeah. I said. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for my comment. All right, everybody, silence on the floor for the crack. But yeah. That's a ten out of ten. That's a ten out of ten crack. That was a good crack. No, no splashback either. That no was splash. It was it was a clean crack. Hey, Ethan. Nice crack. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um. Yeah. So March of the following year, March nineteen ninety-seven. I'm six. I'm thirty now. You had just turned six too. Yeah. Six days earlier. Yeah. Six days. Two days. Six I'm, days. I'm six. In six days. Six, six, six. No, 22nd, two days. Oh, it was two, six and two days. No, you were, they, 22nd was when they committed suicide. Yeah, I was six and two days old. Oh, six and two days. I yeah. thought you said I was six in two days. No, I was six and two days old. Yes, no, yes, exactly. Yeah, so anyway, um, the group left behind a detailed ledger, which basically acted as a collective suicide note, and it stated that the weeks leading up to the exit were basically just one big vacation for them. So they visited Gold Beach, Oregon, which is where Herf and Bonnie had their original revelation about being the witnesses that like when they went to the Oregon coast, that was where they initially had that vision. And then they went to SeaWorld in San Diego, Mexico, and the Stratosphere Hotel in Las Vegas, where they won. <laughs> Guess how much money they won? Okay. Five seventy five. No. Thirty nine dollars? No. Is it a lot of money? No. <laughs> okay. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Oh shit. Twenty bucks. Nice. Yeah. Forty people, <laughs> and they won twenty bucks. That's rough. That's a rough day. Hey, at least they did. They didn't break even, and they didn't lose money. So. Also, what a fucking time! Like it just I have a revelation that we are the witnesses. We are this big thing. You know what I want to do right now? Sea World. Sea World. <laughs> see the world? No. Sea World. Like, you know what I'm feeling next? See the world? Stratosphere. Sea World. <laughs> Go to Vegas. Let's win, like, at least 20 bucks. 
Maybe it's like someone was afraid of sharks, so they went to SeaWorld to overcome that fear. I feel like these are people who don't know like the outside world. They're like, what's what's like the thing you have to do? Just Vegas and SeaWorld? Yeah. What yeah. else is there? Right, yeah, exactly. They don't know what actually is out there. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that's in like this big of a, a fucking fraction. That's of like the if you're born in like... California, like Southern California. Yeah. yeah. Without knowing anything else, you're like, there's SeaWorld and like Las Vegas is this great. Huge oh, maybe thing. It, it, because they're and there's in, nothing else because they're in Oregon. It might be like a like that's what the Southern California. It's like it's like Disneyland type yeah. of thing where it's they're like they're in San Diego though. Oh, they're in San Diego now. Yeah. They, oh yeah. yeah. That, at that point, that okay. So yeah, it makes sense. Sorry, no. The, yeah, they were in Oregon. Oregon was the original place where they had this. Vision. So yeah, I think it's like they're fulfilling the fantasies of being the Southern California people, where it's like this is what. I'm surprised they didn't go to Legoland. I don't think it existed at that point. Not, not that, huh? I don't think Legoland was there yet. <laughs> yeah. Unlucky for them. <laughs> I've never been to Legoland. I, I like Legos, ones. but it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. It's cool, but uh, whatever. SeaWorld's not good either. Well, they're not good for different reasons. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway. So, the night before the exit, they had a meeting. And whenever Doe would talk about tea, he would get all choked up. He would, like, start crying about her. And the next day, when everyone was saying their goodbyes, they all filmed exit interviews, like, literally sat in front of a camera, had somebody on the other side asking them questions about, like, saying goodbye and stuff like that. And whenever they would talk about tea, they would mimic this behavior. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, so that was total evidence of brainwashing. Like we heard in the book quote, they became clones of their cult leader. Ooh, that's that's rough. And another thing that's super fucked up that was pointed out in the documentary is that these interviews were another method of psychological manipulation because what he was making them do was like publicly state that they were going to commit suicide, which made them way less likely to back out. Like, yeah, if you're going to yeah, like, they're, 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 they have accountability. Now. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. A, their accountability is the public. Yeah. Yeah. That's and everybody wild. else in this cult that yeah, they yeah. now have committed yeah. to like killing themselves with. Yeah. So. Wild. This is a fun-ish tidbit. Um, there was a sign-out sheet that they all signed when they were leaving. And... Uh, the interesting thing is they signed their names, their like human names, they signed their Odie names, and then under the estimated time of return column, the ETR column, things were written like, bye, or never, or it was just like completely crossed out. Because they're never returned. <sighs> well, that's it. Wait, so they wrote down their human names, like their original Yeah, names? which was really weird. Like they, kept, they still kept Maybe, that name you know like, in what? their head? Actually, there's a chance that what they did was somebody went back and wrote over it because they did show the document in the documentary and it showed their names next to it, but it might have been someone went identifier, back and yeah, yeah, exactly. to identify yeah. them. Okay. So, but, uh, e- but either way, like, oh, that's like, that's the type of thing that leaves you wanting to like interview these people again and like wanting to know more because like their whole idea was, I, I mean, the whole like, the way each individual signs the returning part feels very like psychologically. It's almost like a, a, a like a fingerprint of how they were interpreting the whole cult mindset. You Definitely. know, 
It's like the way yeah. someone said like bye or never or crossed it out. It's like that it has to be some sort of indicator like of how they felt about like what they were doing. Like I would, it's just, it leaves you wanting to know more about each individual person and why they did the thing, like why they wrote the thing they did in the sign up. I'm sheet. sure you could watch the exit interviews. I'm sure you could find all of them. I don't want to do that. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a rough time. But I mean, even the extra interviews, it, it's a, it's also a form of, I feel like it's a form of, uh, you know, theater. It's, it feels like it could be the most, I mean, obviously in this cult experience that they were in, like it, it, they probably gave the most honest that you could be in front of a camera, but also like, that's not, that's not digging into it as much as, like, you know, sitting down with a person and like, analyzing how they why they would write because it's after the fact type of thing so it's like if in the interview they gave them the sign out sheet they signed it and then you asked them why you wrote that in that column type of thing like you can't do that they know i don't uh, yeah of course i'm not going to give you a straight answer but it's like you you would have to like you know sort of um like in a therapy type situation like figure out why they like why that is the method of that return time that they pick because like it has to have to, something to do with their current like psychological interpretation of what they're doing you know sure like i just feel like the, the like, i feel like so easy someone can say like no or goodbye and someone could say like never and like the reasoning why they would say that yeah it's, it's so much like yeah, it says so much about like how you feel about the actual concept of returning after leaving. Like, it has. It's. A, I think it says a lot of. A lot of people just followed suit because, like, a lot of them were just like lines, just like, just like you know, yeah. na basically. Yeah. So. I was just yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen the sheet, but like, there's just like a couple that said like one of them said hasta la vista. That's hilarious. And it actually didn't say like hasta. Because it's, you know, Asta La Visa. Yeah. It said A-U-S-T-A, Asta. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that's so... <laughs> that's how you leave? <laughs> <laughs> no, buddy, come on. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, it's a rough exit. Yeah. It's a rough exit. All right, so, anyway. the day of, they went out for a final meal together at a restaurant. They all had the same thing to drink. They all had the same thing to eat. And sorry, where uh, was it? I knew you're going to ask. I don't know where it was. I don't know what they had to drink and I don't know what they had to eat. My bits on Cracker Barrel. Um, and they said to they said goodbye to various people in town. And finally, the did they have friends in town? They went to like the gas station and said bye to like, or, Rand, like random people. Wash. Yeah. Yeah. And these people were interviewed on the news. That's wild. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the group made their exit. Initially, the police thought that all of the members were men because they all had short hair. But in reality, there were 21 women and 18 men. Jeez. They were all wearing the same thing, black slacks, and what appeared to be a black button-up with a patch on the arm of the button-up that said, Heaven's Gate Away Team. And they all wore black Nikes and gold wedding bands. So when I was saying earlier that they all had a relationship with one another, they all at one point effectively got married to each other and got wedding bands. So there was like a time where 
Apple White called everybody into a room and said, if I gave you $100, if you were given $100, like your human self was given $100 and you had to spend it on something for yourself, what would you buy? And everybody was thrown for a loop because they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we've given up all of our material possessions. We have nothing for ourselves. We don't live for ourselves. We live for the collective. We live for going to the next level. What the fuck is the right answer? And then he like lifted his hand and was like, like a gold wedding ring, basically. And they all ended up getting married to each other. So in their, in their actual uniform of death, they were wearing gold wedding bands. So. That's a fucking uniform. Yes. I wish they were wearing it the whole time. I know. I know. Me too. But this is what the patch looks like. <laughs> it's not a funny patch at all. Uh, I want to know who made the patch. Like, what company <laughs> like was commissioned to, like... Yeah, they're still producing these today, which is super shitty. Oh, rough. I just want to know, like, what... <laughs> like. After the fact, the company was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like saw the news and was like, wait, didn't we just can you pull up our records for for that's no, not us. Not. That wasn't us. No, 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 not a specific company, but like people are they they're like making they're, them. They're still recreating. Style. So there's, there's not a company that's like, okay, it's a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's no. not okay. Good. Yeah, no, no, no. Good. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's like a very solid like uh like vintage patch you would say yeah like it looks good but like don't recreate it don't don't keep don't keep doing that right this is a tragedy yeah it's a good patch if you if it's a completely different thing like if it was a if it was a space camp exactly yeah yeah space camp patch but like for what it is don't don't keep it going yeah so Doe said we've been away and now we're going back. Most of them, this is the fun tidbit, uh, had $5.75 in their pockets because... Isn't they're cut from the winnings of, in Vegas? Out of 40 people. <laughs> and they split $20. <laughs> I don't know if you know math, but no. It's a no. <laughs> I'm bad at it. <laughs> math? math? Not even once. Not even once. <laughs> Not even twice. <laughs> like math. I'm sorry. I just got, I just understood math. Not even once. Math. Not even. That's funny. So anyway, move on. Let's go. Do y'all even want to know why they had five seventy five? Yes, I really do. I've been wanting to know that for like been, hours. You've been, been guessing for hours. We were no. guessing. We so guessed wrong. Asshole. Mark Twain said that that was the cost to ride the tail of a comet to heaven. Mark Twain. Yeah. That's that's their guru? That's, no, it was just like a thing that somebody said and they were trying to ride the tail of a comet to heaven. It was very, very, very Well, yeah, but else. why would you listen to Mark Twain? The fuck does Mark Twain know? Probably a lot. Mm -hmm. What do you have against Mark Twain? Uh, he was racist. Racist. Oh, he's very racist. <laughs> Um, that's what I have against him, but like I also just wouldn't I don't I wouldn't listen to any real like fiction. But like if or... you're doing something that somebody said exactly something about, like that's a very specific fucking thing. Back then, I 
I'm yes. sure a lot of people said a lot of things about comets in space and aliens back then. And writing them to heaven, which is exactly what the fuck they were doing. Okay, move on. God, I thought that was so sick, and I you just cool. hate it. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it. I just think it's weird. Like, why would they? I just. I think it's. I think it's strange. The bodies were dead for varying amounts of time, which is also fucking weird. Mm-hmm. So, and like, not like. You know, 20 minutes difference. They yeah. were dead for days difference times. So there were some bodies Ooh. that were dead for 24 to 36 hours, while others had been dead three days, and then others had been dead three plus days. You think maybe they were all like... Uh, I actually have. But... Never mind. Go into it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so it appears that they went in three groups. Got so it. the first group went, and then the second group helped them and like covered their bodies in the purple shrouds. And then the second group went, and the third group helped them. And then for the third group, there were two people that weren't covered in purple shrouds and they were believed to be the last people to commit suicide because they weren't covered. Damn, days apart. Like, so there was, there, was, there was not a single person who was just like, this is not it. And they just bailed. It was, everyone was 100% into it. and just There were people that didn't do it. Oh, there well, were people but, but, but that were present within those days. Were there people that bailed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, the people that bailed. Yeah, but then there were also people that stayed in the cult, like still believed in Heaven's Gate, but did not commit suicide that day. Got it. Okay. Was that planned, or they just like? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Marshall Applewhite was in the second group, so he was not the last to die, which people thought was really interesting, and he was found alone in a king size bed in the master bedroom of the mansion, which like. I think I saw the picture, but it's literally just, like, him in a huge bed, like, in the center, just fucking, like, a very small little man. Just, like, it was really, really creepy. Um, And something that I did kind of want to just, like, dive into a little bit, and I don't have any super, like, specifics about this, but, like, that's 40 people not, I mean, I don't know, I don't think Applewhite had a family, but 39, or I guess not 39. 38 people left families behind. Yeah. Like, they and, left loved and, ones. And, uh, I mean, these people, these people's families probably didn't even know for... No, they saw it on the news. Well, like, yeah, but I mean, they didn't, they didn't, like... Like you said, all these people, like, went back to their families when they could, and they, mm-hmm. so it was, like, there, there were people that... And they were probably assured, like, their families were probably, like, they're fine, you know, like, yeah, as much yeah, as exactly, we miss yeah, them, exactly. we love them, and then they're, like... They have no inclination of, like, what's actually gonna happen to them, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden yeah. they find out that this happened, and it's, like, that, that yeah, that's just so devastating to like. I mean, I've, and it seems so fucked up. To for years they were thinking my child could be dead, and then they come back and they're like, "Oh, so you're fine. What you're doing is fine. You can go away for another whatever. Like we don't want you to go away, but you're going to. You're gonna do your own thing, and then within a you know years, oh, okay, right, yeah." Yeah, that's gone. That's devastating. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it was really difficult to watch. And there were a lot of families that were, like, talking about it. And just, they were devastated to have lost the, like, concept of their children and their brothers and, you know, their their husbands and parents. And then once they got reassurance that they were, like, alive and fine, then it was, like, you know, like, it sucks, but it's it's better. And then they were dead. So, yeah. Um, I have a, a funnish tidbit here. One of the members to die was a brother of an actor in Star Trek. Shit. Which was what their model of their team was. Yeah. 
And she spoke out specifically and um, she was like on one of like the talk shows in the news and stuff like that. And she said, like, I completely respect him. I respect his decision. He seemed happy and very much in control and aware of what he was doing. And like, there's nothing that I have to speak ill on him. Like, of course, I miss him, but like, you know, bless his soul. And yeah, like, good for him for doing what was important to him. Um, former members said that Doe wanted to go out with a splash. So recall the initial proposal for death mm-hmm. by cop. But then yeah. one of the members ended up saying by killing themselves, they ensured their immortality. In a sense. Okay. Um, I think the guy who said that was one of the people who went as like the journalist that went as like, Got a it. Yeah. So, yeah, he said that by killing themselves, they ensured their immortality in a sense. The public response was the dismissal of the folks in the cult as brainwashed idiots, fools, and as a joke. They were made fun of profusely in the media, and they were made the butt of jokes on talk shows, and SNL even did a Heaven's Gate skit. And it was like so much of this was just like nobody had ever seen anything like this before. Yeah. And people were just not able to digest it. Yeah, of course. yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And it's like uh, terrifying. Like, like the response is just like to make fun. It's, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's, 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 it's almost like a defense mechanism. Like, you don't know how to react to something that you is so unknown to you. But also, like, that's not unlike anything that would happen like now. Like, right. Ex- that, but it's like we're not going on the fucking like talk shows and making fun of Sandy Hook. Like, like it's not like SNL is doing something like that's that. Fair. You know? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. It was it was a much different uh, culture back then um definitely yeah like now we're not making fun of that um type of thing like like any sort of mass suicide or mass killing like type of thing yeah um just fucking crazy that 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 was like yeah we we hear about it's not even that long ago but we hear about like the way that the media has changed in the last like 20 30 years it's fucking crazy just to think about like (laughs) The things that were consumed, and that was like there wasn't social media, so that was that is what was consumed. Like it's now we we can we can watch like news and be like we also have our sources here and here and here and here. Back then, it was like we have our source. Our source right. is news, and whatever they say is like how society perceived whatever they were talking about. And it's fucking crazy that there was just no other outlet for news or information it was just the one basically your local news channel gave you what was your reality so wild yeah um so so yeah this is kind of going back to what we were just talking about is some members who didn't participate in the suicide killed themselves later so i have a question is there a reason why they didn't participate in the first suicide that's a good question. I am not okay. sure. I'm, I'm certain there is. Yeah. Um, maybe like keep it going kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, or yeah, I know that one of them. So there is a story about this one man who his sister saw the coverage of the suicide on the news and was freaking out. And she called her aunt and was like, hey, that's the cult that I think his name is Jeremy or Justin or something, but she was like, that's the cult that my brother's in. And her aunt was freaking out and they ended up like going 
over to his, uh, I think he lived in like a trailer park. They went and he was not living with the cult at this time. So he was there. So they went to his trailer park. And um, I think it was like her uncle that went and um, finally got there. And as soon as he knocked on the door, he heard a shot go off and her brother had killed himself to go and be with the class. Do you think a lot of it might have been like even like like survivor's guilt type thing? Potentially. There were two people who ended up making exit interview tapes like way later mm-hmm. on. Do you think it, I mean that when when it comes to that and even even the the brother killing himself to be with the people who have already like transcended it sounds almost like uh like FOMO like fear of missing out type of thing not even survivor's guilt type of thing but like a, But like who knows why they didn't do it in the first place you Well know? yeah but then but then after they saw that and like maybe it feels like but like maybe they, they were just planning on doing it then anyway you know Yeah yeah it just feels like they might have wanted wanted to be part of that thing that they were they saw secondhand, and they were like, "That is like what I wanted to be a part of." And and then it just took them a little more time to like fully convince themselves that they were that. Uh, Dude, there is this either one, way, just so so sad. There's this one story that this the woman who quoted who's quoted saying, "Trying to get my parents' attention was like trying to compete with God." Mm-hmm. So both of her parents left to go be in the cult together. Yeah. And her mom committed suicide with the 39, which is 39 to beam up. Sorry, if anybody didn't catch that, that's what that means. So 39 plans to go. Um, and her dad didn't. And her dad ended up being on a talk show with her. And uh, they like talked about, you know, how devastating it was and everything. And like he kind of talked about his experience. and then. That I think it was the night of the talk show that they went on. He and another member who went or who was who didn't commit suicide went to a hotel and they both tried to commit suicide together. And she got a call and said, Your dad was found in a um, hotel room trying to commit suicide, but like with another man, but one of them lived, but we don't know which one yet. So she thought that he died. She then was told that he like potentially didn't, and then she found out later on that it was her dad that died. Jeez, it was her dad. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and she like kind of didn't know her parents that well, but she had obviously loved and missed them, and she was living with her grandparents and stuff because they abandoned her. Just such a tragic story. So you know, super interesting, and like learning about how all of the. Just information and like the the ideologies came to be for this was super interesting and like enlightening about how people got involved and why people got involved. But it at the very end and at a very base level, it's just such a sad, sad story. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think it was people caught in a time where that made sense to them. Like and it made sense with like the culture that was around and you know, like it just and then by the time they could have come out of it. They were already, you know, brainwashed into this thinking. So, I mean, there was, there was no out anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was like, uh, I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but like probably the people that came in later were the ones that who maybe got out or like, didn't, you know, the people that bailed 
Obviously, I mean, obviously, there were people that bailed from the initial like controlling part where they were like, we wanted to be free spirit type of thing. Yeah, but then there was also there was a guy, a very specific guy. Sorry to just cut you off. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 but no. there was a guy who was like, he was he was like Dick Jocelyn level devoted. Like he was the head of one of their like groups. He like spoke. He was the key speaker at most of their like. um yeah like induction meetings things like or his their pitch meetings basically like he was like the poster child for um heaven's gate and he left uh shortly before the suicides as well but it wasn't because he didn't want to be there it was because he was having impure sex thoughts he said that he would like masturbate sometimes and he was just like i was so devoted to something and I believed in it so strongly and I was such a hypocrite and I couldn't live with myself being like that. So he left. If only the Catholic Church was like that. It would be empty. Heaven's Gate remains the largest mass suicide on U.S. soil. And at the very end, like, day of suicide, there were 41 members. And I just wanted to put this reminder, at the end... That this happens to intelligent, educated, whole, well people, and they shouldn't be painted as anything less than that. There are no excuses of saying like, oh, it's like this only happens to people from bad homes. And like these people were like, you know, they were low lives and they had no other way out. Or There's no qualifiers to it happens to it can happen to anybody. Yep. And it it happens to mothers, brothers. Sisters, aunts, uncles, parents, you know, just, um, and, and again, I do want to just give this at the end, please. If you have any thoughts of suicide or you are talking to somebody who's trying to convince you that that's the way out, it's totally available always for you to call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. That's that's Heaven's Gate. That's that's what we have for you today. We don't like it. No, we don't like it. Oh my god, <laughs> we've been filming for so long. I know. Oh, we should. Oh god, it's another long episode. You want to take a quick wee break? And I then, would love and to. And then I, we have a fun fact coming at you yes. from your boy. Your boy. All right, and count us out. Three, two, one. Bop. Are we recording? And we're back. And we're back. Ready for some fun facts after that? Ready for some dark facts after a dark episode? Can't wait. No, I need some cracks. Oh, oh yeah. We gotta we gotta get a crack in here. Yeah, let's 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 break let's break the ice with some cracks. Um, Sergio, you you count us count us down to a crack. Tres, dos, uno. Oh, love a good double crack. Mamma mia. That's the that's the signature Misfits and Tidbits double crack. I don't love the name. I love the name. <laughs> I love the name. Thank you. All right, let's get into you know, you know, I didn't know how heavy our topic was gonna be this week, so um we picked this out of a list. Sergio and I have a list of uh A list? A list. A list? A list of all the facts we missed. Tell them how the list comes. Into fruition. How do how, how, what? How do we get to this point? Uh, mostly just we we come up with. We're drunk. We're always drunk. It's always a drunk 
drunk session of ours and we we think of one thing we're like wait how does this work and then we look into that and then that kind of snowballs into a lot of different things so we have a list of different scenarios or different you know topics where we're like let's look into that a little bit and they're always smaller less intense deep and all stuff comes out of nowhere like this one yeah this one which came is from, i think is the one we're talking about yeah it came from googling I, I think I like last week's did as well. It came from we were googling things, and then it, it just came up as like the suggested Google. Like we were like, hold up, what? yeah. We were like, we Google something else, and it was just like, you may also be interested in this fact. And I was like, wait, the fuck is that? Um, so blew my mind. Yeah, so we have a list, and this week is it's not it's not as heavy as our, our topic, but it is um, rough. It's, okay, it's just. A little gratuitous, if you will. Gratuitous. Gratuitous. So let me let me get in the idea notebook here. All right, let's dive into this week's little end tidbit, which is chainsaws. Where do chainsaws come from? Where? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I am now cutting off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. Anyway, chainsaws, where do they come from? Where's the origin? You would never think of that because you're like, chainsaw, yeah, it has one function to cut things and it's fine. To cut chains, it's very aptly named. Yeah, we saw chains here. (laughs) You would think. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but apparently it's not that nice. It's not that cut and dry. Not that cut and dry, as as Junie would say. It's great. It's great wordplay there. Thanks. Love it. Love it. Um, here, my first line says this fun. F- this. Yep. Sorry, no, I, that's great. I no, think you. I think you really not, crushed it. I don't think you should even revise. I'm gonna revise because it's not a fun <laughs> fact. It says this fucked fact. Because <laughs> usually it's a fun fact. This is a fucked fact. Were uh, you expecting this to be fucked when you went into it? No. Okay. No, not at all. Not, not even a little bit. Okay. This fucked fact comes from a recent popular science study. Um, and the next line says, why are chainsaw? Because I'm about to tell you. Uh, in the 18th century, two Scottish, Scottish surgeons. I'm very drunk. Two Scottish surgeons. <laughs> I fucked that up again, didn't I? Two Scottish Surgeons. That's hard to say. It's hard to say. Two Scottish surgeons. Two Scottish <laughs> say surgeons. That, say that. Scottish yes. surgeons. Scottish surgeons. Surgeons. That's a tongue twister. It Two sure is. Scottish surgeons named John. I think it's Aitken. Aitken. John. No, A I T K E N. Yeah. Aitken. Yeah. John Aitken and James. Uh, I'm gonna say. Jeffrey, it's Jeffrey with an A. Jaffrey? Maybe it's Jaffrey. Or Joffrey? Or, or maybe it's Jeffrey. I don't know. Oh, I can't, I can't oh, read my own writing. Okay. I can't read my own writing. Okay. But John and James, two Scottish surgeons, came up with this in the 18th century. A chainsaw? Yes. And it was it originally started to uh help with difficult childbirth. Yeah. It's gonna Bam! it's gonna That's get what it was. It's gonna get rough. Uh, it's more rough. So before, what? yeah, that's, that's a lot to process. process. Yeah, yeah. Say that again. Say that again. One more time. Initially, chainsaws were used for what? Well, the yeah, the original 
origination of origination of chainsaws was to help with difficult childbirths. I know. I know. And we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. That's enough. We're diving in. We're diving in. <laughs> so before, before the initial model of chainsaw, they were, they were using knives to cut cartilage and bone to separate the pelvis for like a, a a baby that was stuck during childbirth, like it would get stuck. They would just like basically break your hips to like widen the. But they wouldn't break. They would use a knife to like cut. Did people die? <laughs> Probably. Probably. And that's... sorry, let me ask another question. Did people survive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what this this was supposed to be a method to help that process, um, and. I mean, they were trying to lessen the agony that... Yes, it makes it quicker. Yeah, it makes it quicker, more efficient, and more of like a... It's like a a singular action rather than, you know, it it changes every time you're using a knife. It's like, you're not going to be as efficient as, you know, a a, a machine sort of thing. Sawing you in half. But it didn't start as a machine. Well, these are definitely magicians because they sawed the ladies in half. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Um, so if the the situation warranted, they would the chainsaw it started as a a chain that would be wrapped around the pelvis, which I don't even know how that works, just physically, I don't understand exactly, but it would be wrapped around the pelvis with a handle on both ends, and it would pull back and forth to saw these areas that they needed to be widened or opened or separated. My eyes are watering. I, I, I didn't it's breathe horrific. for that entire just It's sentence. horrific. Holy shit. It's horrific. I know. Um, and, <laughs> but, I mean, it was later uh, retrofitted with uh, a hand crane. So instead of, like, two handles, people pulling, they changed it into, like, a hand crank that would... Uh, I- or no. I mean, basically just rotate the, rotate the thing. Instead of pulling back and forth, they would be... Literally a, just saw. Yeah, just saw with a, ch- with a chainsaw, basically, um, to do that. I know. It's pretty fucked up. I don't love it. Um, <laughs> check this out. I know this is going to sound fucked up, but I need an image. Like, I need to see... I what, don't. Like... I don't need an image. If you need an image, Google it. No, I will. I yeah. Because I don't. I really don't need that image. I just need to know what the fuck. Well, my picture is enough. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. My, my mind. I'm not getting a clear enough image. I think my I'm mind gonna... gave me enough. My mind's oh. not letting me get there. <laughs> my mind's telling me no. Yes. But my body it's is also telling no. me no. My body's also screaming no. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So oh, after that. after this invention and the implementation of the. Now known chainsaw births were described as agonizing, as opposed to extended torture. <laughs> Which before they were yes torture. yes they were extended torture before or like difficult births so difficult births were described as extended torture and now they are just agonizing as if childbirth is not hard enough oh yeah as if it's not already agonizing. But now it's only agonizing. It's not. It's not. It's no longer extended torture. Um, but I mean, like you think about it, like if someone needs a C-section and they can't perform like a modern C-section, that sounds yeah. like the worst thing in the well, world. Well, this is before C-section. That's what I'm saying. Like if someone like they need that process, 
there's no like modern yeah there was there was there was no other method other than like traditional childbirth and then they had the i mean they had difficult births okay would they stick it up like i can't i'm having a hard time like i don't know i don't know i don't know i really don't know because this is what it looks like okay i yeah so that's the hand crank that's no idea what this is doing yeah like i don't know what that like yeah i think i guess it goes up and then they just they and, cut and down they, to shatter yeah, to, to, like, to cut the pelvis okay and they widen okay. it uh, okay. super fucked up please don't show me anymore that. no let's, you're done we're done it's okay continue. um so this this method remained uh in like normal practice through much of the 19th century until c-sections became popular why did they not think that first they thought how about we cut cartilage and break bones with a knife inside your cervix i don't before <laughs> cut the baby out from the stomach i don't think they had the uh the technology or the steady hand to pull off the procedure i still think that anybody super bad oh cool anyway no uh let's but like Cutting a baby out of someone's stomach sounds horrible. Yeah. Trying I mean, I to widen the girth of your hips and everything, splitting your entire body open sounds like a way worse method. Like, how did they think extract the baby through the worst means ever before take the baby out? I'm not a doctor. I don't know. These two were doctors, and they said, chainsaw. <laughs> Hold up, I got an idea. And I mean, you know, they were, they were, they were Swedish, Scottish. Never mind, I thought they were Swedish. They are Scottish. I was, was going to reference Ikea. Because so, I, I, Ikea, them Swedish, Ikea furniture makers know how to, they're efficient. They know how to maximize space. And... All that stuff. But these people are Scottish, so they just know how to uh, be drunk and sad, I think. That's all I know. About. And they and torture women, apparently. Apparently, apparently torture. But less torture than, than previously. They're improvising. They're, they're improving the method of which women are tortured. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, Making their torture more efficient. <laughs> Not more efficient in the, in the torture kit. Anyway. Um... They had good intentions. They had good intentions. To their credit, they they were trying to alleviate the extended torture of difficult childbirth. And they did. They made it better in contrast. I genuinely don't know how a woman would survive that. Yeah, I don't know either. Or anybody who was giving birth. Maybe none of them did. Um, I don't really have history into how i mean that's that's the origination of the chainsaw that's all i covered okay but now that's over and as fucked as that was it did prove useful in the long run (laughs) (laughs) chainsaws are a thing that was like originated there and became a good thing but there were worse methods just like sorry just like a Park ranger chainsaws went from the womb to the forest. Yes. Thank you. That's it. That's really funny. That's all I had. That's really funny. I like that. One. That was good. Damn. Uh, like a park ranger. Freaking. That's fucking funny. Damn. Um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, as terrible as that it was, it wasn't the worst thing uh, that's ever been invented. I mean, I mean I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it is all the worst ways I have, I have extra. One, oh, I have no. one, uh, one other baby in, extracting? One instance of another invention that was patented. I don't know if it was ever implemented. I didn't look into that, but it was it was patented. Uh, in 1965, George Charlotte Blonsky. What pat- a name. Yeah. Uh, good old GCB patented a device, which was essentially a human turntable that <laughs> would spin you quick enough to shoot the baby out <laughs> to induce childbirth <laughs> by a centri- centrifug centrif- Centrifugal. Centrifugal force. Centrif- so yes. Yeah. It would it would shoot your baby out of you just based off of the the force of you spinning. <laughs> How fast does it spin? It seems like, like it's a be patented quick. device. That was sent to a patent office and someone said, Yes. Stamp. This is your advice. No, maybe maybe they, what they is approved it that so no one else had uh, I don't know what it was called. It was in 1965 by George Charlotte Blonsky. They passed that so no one else would be able to do it. Yeah, they were like, like, no, you get this. No one's going to trust you, but no one else can do this. Please shelf that shit. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if... Patents.google.com Yeah, I don't know if it was ever used, but it was, it was, it was that. And that, that seems, I don't know if it seems worse, honestly. I might be, I might, I'd rather be... 100% worse for the baby. (laughs) Well, Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather be. Spun it was patented out. until 1982. <laughs> oh, so we can do it? Yeah, it's up for grabs, too. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. But I, I don't know which is worse. Honestly, they're both all seem of them. horrific. They yeah. all seem the, the worst idea in the world, and they both seem pretty horrific. So, uh, but that's my that. Those are my facts for um, this week. Hope you, you enjoyed that. And you took it way too far. Yeah, I took it too far. Yeah, we we <laughs> we thought chainsaw, and then we thought, uh, let's ruin everybody's life for the, for, the, for the night. Um, so that's all we have for you this week. Um, Jenny is going to continue to to research into. I do have some more fun facts about this. Sorry. Uh, what is this? In 2014, the Science Gallery in Dublin built a full scale model of Blonsky's apparatus as a part of their fail better <laughs> exhibition, <laughs> showcasing thought provoking ideas that failed spectacularly. Yeah, I'm glad that failed and it wasn't actually put into into use. Blonsky's childbirthing apparatus was awarded the IG Ig, Ig Nobel Prize. I don't know what that means. Uh, in 1999, which is a satirical award that honors achievements that make people laugh and then think. Jesus. <laughs> That's a, that, I mean, you know, you take what you can get. You win some, you win some. Yeah, it does not look. Like, I don't, don't think it was ever. I don't think it was ever actually used. He patented that. That. That's all it was. There was like ideas floating how to make childbirth easier and this guy was like i got it shoot it out let's spit it around i want to make money let me let me just just like all my good ideas let me try to patent them yeah yeah he patented all his ideas basically and this is the one that oh my god yeah it's it's rough but i mean that made his name yeah fucking blonsky man unfortunately that we is that we remember i don't know well, that's all we have for you this week. Uh, again, if what a yikes episode! It is a bad, it is a bad 
Bad. Not bad episode, just like bad energy, man. Like it, it is rough. Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. I'm very, I'm very happy that this. Happy is birthday, Ethan! I love you. Thank you. I love you too. I love you. I love you both so much. I love you so much. I love you more. Uh, we'll talk about this later. Let's talk about this in private. Like we talked about this. We're not. Hey, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, uh, if we missed anything or got anything wrong, and you have anything to add, please. Email us at hello at mntpodcast.com. Um, if you want to follow us on our social media escapades, it is at Misfits and Tidbits on Instagram and Twitter. Um, what else do we got? Is that it? If you would like to watch us instead of listen to us, we're on YouTube. If you'd like to listen to us instead of watch us, we're on all of the streaming platforms. That's our dog screaming bloody murder because he's just very sad and he misses us and we miss him too. So we're going to get back to that now because we love him. Now, but, but also, also you're going to do the rating thing. Is that what you're yeah, going to say? But you can do it. Go for it. Let's do it. Um, if you are listening and or watching in any capacity, please Take the time to go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star rating. Um, the eleven seconds it takes to do it. Please. Yes, it takes it takes such a little amount of effort and time to give us that rating and a review. Please just write something nice. Um, we can also feature something if you say something fucking weird or funny. Uh, we will also feature that on our Instagram, uh, and we can tag you in that if you leave your handle in the review. Um, but please do that. It helps boost the podcast. It helps us keep doing this and bring in information to ourselves and you every week. We're having such a fucking blast doing this. And um, we can't wait to continue this journey into the unknown with you. Um, that's it. That's it. So we got. New episodes of Misfits and Tidbits every Monday. Me. <laughs> <laughs>